Welcome to the People Sports Podcast. I'm Mark Titus. And I'm Charlotte Wilder. And we are going to start talking about one thing in sports and end up somewhere entirely different. And we don't even know where that is yet, which is the beauty of the show. Right, Mark? That is the show. You, you hit the nail on the head, Charlotte. We are the People Sports Podcast. We talk about what the people want. And as it turns out, the people, more often than not, want chaos. And they want us to devolve into madness. So that's what we do on the show. Please join us. We are going to have some fun today. All right, Charlotte, let's figure out what we want to talk about today. Uh, I know you were, were big on the NBA. You, you said last week, at the end of last week's show, you're like, I, let's save the James Harden-Kyrie stuff uh, for next week. So um, I assume that's where you're going to want to take today's show. But I have a few other options to throw out at you uh, to, to okay, maybe dissuade let's... you. Number one, Philip Rivers announced this morning, and uh, just <sighs> for, for time purposes, we record these on Wednesday. I know they come out on Thursday. So this morning being Wednesday, uh, that he is retiring. Um, does that does that pique your interest? Does that matter to you at all? The thing, no. The thing that the thing that does interest me about it is that he announced it on the morning of Biden's inauguration, yeah. which I thought was almost the most Phil Rivers possible thing. He was like, "Let's not make a big deal out about mm-hmm. this. I'm just gonna slip it in There's, and then go home to my 15 uh, kids." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I the, right. the, the the phrase that you ch- let's slip it in and I'm gonna go home to my 15 the uh, all right I don't know okay <laughs> I think some oh, people yeah. might oh, have I think oh, some people God. might have oh, caught what I'm laughing at I don't know if uh, I'm not gonna belabor <laughs> you gotta smell it before you eat it Mark. that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> I hope no what kids a, listen to this a, my God what a choice for the phrase of how Philip Rivers <laughs> would choose to uh, announce his name. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'm with you. It, it is funny that he chose today of all days, uh, a, a news dump of a, it, it's also funny. But that, you're an Indianapolis guy. Does that, do you care it's, at it, all? It's kind of weird that he, like, why even go to the Colts for a year? Why not now? Like what changed between last year and this year, Phil? Is it, you know, like, why not just retire last year? I don't, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. I kind of want to know if it's like, did he really think that they could win the Super Bowl this year? Yeah. Like, is yeah, that what he yeah. was going for? Uh, Philip Rivers. Is, is a great example of the idea that playing quarterback is impossible in the NFL because Phillip Rivers was, from my perspective, a very, very good quarterback. He uh, obviously had a long career. He won a lot of games, threw a lot of touchdowns. I could keep going. I'm going to stop yeah. and I'm going to pivot to the butt part. But people, it, it feels like people don't really think Philip Rivers is that good. <laughs> it feels like, no, like he's more of a punchline. And that is insane to me because uh, my, my, my big takeaway point is that, again, to reiterate a point I've made 5,000 times, there are four good quarterbacks, according to the general public. There, there are four good NFL quarterbacks at any given time. The rest of them suck. <laughs> and Philip Rivers, more often than not, was treated like a guy who sucked, even though he didn't. And uh, that's interesting to me. Yeah, something that I think really hit home for me this year was when the Broncos had to play without any of their quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And so they found a guy who'd played quarterback in college who was a wide receiver. I think he was a he played at Wake Forest. I can't remember his name. Uh, and they got absolutely smoked. They didn't mm-hmm. even they tried to throw it once. I think there was one interception, uh, and then they're like, Yeah, we're just gonna keep doing the Wildcat situation over here. And to me, even seeing after that someone like Sam Darnold, who just kept getting rocked and like mm-hmm. had a terrible offensive line and everyone was still like, oh, well, Sam Darnold. I was like, no, this looks really, really hard. And I don't think that – I think being a quarterback in the NFL is – 
even people like Josh Allen, you watch them and you're like, you got better and now you're really good. Yeah. And how on earth did you ever do that? It seems like the hardest thing in the world. To I'm me. not. I'm not calling for fans to stop demanding more out of their quarterbacks because, uh, you know, the the, the criticism of whatever. You, you you should be. It, it is a highly pressure situ uh, uh, role, and you should like want your quarterback to be better if he's not playing well, whatever. Uh, what I am asking for is maybe not expecting your franchise to go find Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, because as it turns out, these guys are rare. And uh, that seems to be the standard is like, this is, this is BS, man, that we have, we're stuck with Sam Darnold. Why don't we just get, and we even see it in like the draft every year is, is it quarterbacks go super high and it feels like, I don't know, like one of the, of the, it feels like a stereotypical draft. There's like five first round quarterbacks and one is even halfway good. And then, totally. and then the, the, that franchise that takes one that's not good, they give up on them after three years, and they're like, "That's all right. We got a new draft coming. We're gonna. Th this is our guy. We're gonna get our guy now." It's like, "That's <laughs> what? Why don't you? I don't know." Right? Or then you're, know. or then you're the Bears, and you're like, "You know what? We're gonna take the worst guy that everybody knows is the worst guy yeah, in the draft, right, right, and we're right. gonna go for." It. You know, not I that I'm know. a Trubisky slanderer. They made it to the playoffs. You know, it's it's all just so relative to the point where you could say absolutely anything about a quarterback and if he has not won a super bowl right there is someone who's going to be like he's he not sucks. that good yeah. and if he hasn't won three super bowls there's going to be someone who's saying well he's only won one yeah or exactly like eli exactly. manning he won two super bowls and people are not like well he still kind of sucked and you're like <laughs> Yeah. What? Uh. Anyway, congratulations, Philip Rivers, on a long career. Certainly not a good career. You suck. Uh, <laughs> get out of here, you bum. Uh, there's another story in the world of sports that uh, about a certain GM for a certain baseball franchise, and uh, I don't think we need to really talk about it because what do, what could we say that wasn't already said in 62 unread, unanswered text messages? My question to you, Charlotte, the only reason I want to bring the story up is how many text messages – as a woman in sports yeah. media, which is a segment yeah. I've been pitching for this show forever, and you keep, God, you really you have, you really down, have. So maybe this might be this might be the time. Uh, this could be your moment. As a woman, uh, not in sports media in general, in life, how many texts in a row? Sorry, can hold on, it, okay. hold on, one sec, Mark. This is, let's not cut this out of the podcast because this feels very on brand. Uh, I plugged my computer in, and it's telling me that it's low on battery and now there's the the plug of my computer is just hanging out right here and i have no idea where it came unplugged from oh my and God. um my computer's about to die so this is real-time triage ready check <laughs> and she's gone oh uh, and she's back. <laughs> she's back. all right computer's alive so here's continue so right. as a woman in sports media which we're finally going to get going today okay uh so as no not as a woman in sports media as a woman oh. in life just in like this this yes. has nothing to do with the sports media angle just in general uh a, yeah. a, a man texts you how many times in a row without your response are you saying to yourself this is crazy. I, I need you to explain to so our, our male listeners have, what, where the threshold is. Like, just stop. When should you stop texting her? Is the question. If she if she doesn't respond to one text, one. No, oh, listen. There's a lot of guys respond, out there. If she doesn't here, listen. If she doesn't respond to one text, okay, you can try again because okay. maybe she missed it and maybe, maybe she would busy. be psyched to hear yeah, from you. Yeah. Uh, if she doesn't respond to two. 
you can try one more time and say, hey, I, I don't mean to bother you. Um, yeah. If you don't want to respond to this, totally cool. And if she doesn't, she won't. But if she does, she'll be like, okay. Or you could just give up after two. But 62 text messages. I mean, every yeah. every situation, if you're a creep and you're sending one, then, you know, she's going to ignore you. But I actually, <laughs> this story to me was so gross but so common there are there have been guys in sports media Mm -hmm. to me who have sent i used to i you know looking back i don't know how funny it is but at the time like i would send screenshots to my girlfriends in the industry and be like this guy Mm -hmm. is still texting me and i haven't responded i think one guy got up to like something like 22 texts of that I didn't respond to. And I'm just like, do you, are you, a, were you? I'm sorry. Like, about, I, I apologize, by the way. I don't think I've ever formally apologized to you for that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was before I had your number. Yeah. And I was like, what is, I was like, Titus is just going off. No, but so it's, it's something where people are like, who does that? And I'm yeah. like, uh, I don't know, but I do know people who do that. There is, so. there is a, a wild divide. Like, uh, not to be a white knight and pretend like I'm one of the good guys and I'm not, you know, it's going to come across like that, but that's not what I mean. But uh, there are a lot of quote unquote normal guys who really are, have, have no idea. They have no, like they, they do not believe that, that this is something that happens to women all the time that this, they're like, yeah. there's like guys send you dick, like that happens. And the women, like all the, all the women I know in my life, all the friends that I have, they're like, yes, all the time. All that, like I check my Instagram, all the, it's just guys I don't know that are just like, here's my junk. And it's like, what the, the and, and it blows my you know, mind. I have every to time say, I've, yeah. I've never gotten that from, like, I've never gotten an unsolicited, um, really gross picture for which I feel very lucky. Do not open might your be, DMs, Charlotte. I might be the only woman <laughs> yeah. in the world. Yeah. Maybe there's like a secret inbox of just dick pics yeah. waiting for me. Yeah. But, um, I have definitely, you know, there've been guys who, who either explicitly cross that line or pretend not to be, but you know that they are, and then they cross that line, and so it's just like a, it to me, um, maybe it's a, maybe it could be somewhat of a. Um, also, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, it's that Jared Porter, yeah. who was the uh, <laughs> we just hired assume the everyone Mets. knows. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I'm sure. Right, um, who was hired as the Mets GM uh, was found in 2016. He sent 62 unanswered text messages mm-hmm. to a woman, and then sent her a picture of his private parts, mm-hmm. um, as we mm-hmm. say around on this family-friendly podcast. Um, I, and it was just really gross. And fortunately, the Mets fired him once this came to light. But uh, it was quite a uh, maybe an eye-opening experience for for some mm-hmm. guys to be like, "Oh, this happens." This happens. Yeah, I, I have a, a a very close uh, female friend of mine um, was at my place uh, like a, a year ago. I'd say I don't I don't know how long ago it was. I'll never forget this as long as I live. And uh, we're just sitting there hanging out, and she gets Facetimed answer it's a it's a number she doesn't recognize which like i i never answer the phone if it's someone i don't recognize but uh right. she apparently does because she's more social or whatever answers the facetime call as soon as she hits accept junk on her screen no junk on her screen <laughs> and i was oh sitting right God, next to her and i was awful. like what <laughs> she's like oh yeah this happens every so often i was like Huh? <laughs> oh, that's what? horrifying. Uh, so it, I was like, "Is your is your number like written on a bathroom stall in some gas station stuff? Like, what the hell is going on here?" Um. Anyway, I, I I wanted to bring it up, Charlotte. I wanted you to walk through our 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 male listeners, uh, our the, these these men out here who are trying to woo, they're trying to woo a woman. They want they don't want to be a creep. 
they it's 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 difficult for some guys to figure out where that line is you're saying mm-hmm. three text because i that that makes sense to me in my head uh but again i'm not in your position but in my head i send a text to a woman i'm like hey hello hi <laughs> and she's like she doesn't respond. What? Okay. And then I right. send another one. I'm like, hey, I'm sure you're just busy. Like, I know you probably missed that last one, but it's just busy. If she doesn't respond to that one, I'm probably done. But I would understand a guy wanting to send a third one that's like a an apology almost. Like, yes. like uh, tie it all and be like, hey, I didn't mean anything by it. Listen, I thought we we, we had a lot in common. You seem cool. But uh, you anyway, have a good life. See ya. I think you'd have Maybe to make sure that that, that one. last one yeah. isn't as passive aggressive as the one that you just said sounds. I think yeah. you gotta you gotta well, make sure you know, it's like, hey, but, but, I'm giving you a hard time. But the, I'm yeah, you a hard but time. the third one has to be the third one can't be another attempt at something. It has to be no. like a closing the door. Like I, you know, you have to think about it as if you you need to feel some shame and you need to think <laughs> if I were to you need to be embarrassed. You need to think if I were to see this woman again. And know that those unread messages exist in her phone. Would I be able to look her in the eye and not want yeah. to like have the floor yeah. open up underneath me? And I say this is some like you know I've sent I've you know everybody ever hopeful. I've shot my shot ever hopeful like I'm ever hopeful. <laughs> and this is someone who sent three emails to a job application yeah. um, after misspelling everything. So you know I guess that's different. But Man. yeah, if you're trying genuinely not to be a creep, um, I think that t- you. Trying twice, okay, and then the third one. If you really got to do it, or if you're so embarrassed that you can't live with yourself, just send an apology. Yeah, just yeah. All right, That's and at good. least you know you've done it. Uh, the, yeah, you know? and, then, and then throw your phone in an ocean and uh, go live off the. Grid. And then walk slowly into the <laughs> Pacific <laughs> or the Atlantic, depending on which coast you are closer to. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about what we really want to talk about, which is uh, I saw this headline a few weeks ago. We didn't we we skipped over it, but let's I say we spend the rest of the show talking about this. Uh, the headline reads: Influencers feuding after both naming their babies baby. Oh my um, god, yeah. No. Said, so I think kidding. that <laughs> I think the X's and O's of this mark really come down to <laughs> Wait, is that uh, is that a real That was headline? a real headline I saw that uh they got passed my way and someone was like, You should talk about this with Charlotte. And I was like, what, what are you if- talking about? You read the headline, you move on. I mean that's hilarious, but what, what Imagine if like we were both if I was named Baby Wilder and you were named Baby, Baby Titus yeah. and we had to like I was baby W and you were baby T. <laughs> It's so- oh man um in all seriousness let's let's time to get serious on the show that is what we do uh i would mm-hmm. say maybe better than any other podcast out we there we never have fun um james harden your thoughts in general uh we're, we're going to talk about james Harden. we're going to talk about the nba we're going to talk about player empowerment where i am going to put on my crusty old man hat and complain about the old days and how guys have played for the love of the game and charlotte's gonna say you just don't get it i assume um but yeah, it, it's high. Wait, Mark, why are we even doing this show? <laughs> you just summed it up. I've pretty much summed I've up where felt, we're going. Yeah, I've never felt simultaneously both seen and owned yeah. as I feel right now. I mean, and that's it's a, it's a we all know it's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> we all know, know where we're going. I love it. Um, I love it. So the story is basically uh, we got to talk about the NBA in general. James Harden is now uh, officially a Brooklyn Net. He he. He stomped his feet. He he threw mm-hmm. a fit. He the, the 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 Rockets tried to put a pacifier in his mouth. They said, "James, here's fifty million dollars a year." He took that pacifier out and threw it across the room, and said, <laughs> "I want to go to Brooklyn." Um, what what was the what was the joke you made? Did you make it? Did you share it? I don't that that a, a bearded man in his thirties is wants to find. A, yeah, yeah, I think I either sent that to you or we yeah. both saw the same tweet. I wish yeah. I'd made it. I was a little mad that I didn't. Wants but. to follow his dreams in Brooklyn. Um, so uh, anyway, the trade goes through. Uh, uh-huh. uh, James Harden is now a Brooklyn net. Uh, this dovetails, 
uh, uh, I was going to say nicely, but kind of the opposite, whatever the opposite of nicely is with the Kyrie Irving situation going on in Brooklyn, which is like, Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to play basketball, but he still wants to to be treated like a basketball star and use his influence to better his community, which he is doing. But also it's like, you can't have one without the other Kyrie. We need you to play basketball. And uh, as of this recording, Kyrie, uh, he did, he had not played since January 5th, but he's playing tonight, tonight again, being Wednesday, uh, funny enough at Cleveland, um, the, the place where he won his one. Championship. Oh, wow. I so, didn't realize that. Um, yeah. That's where he, wow. that's where he's coming back. So uh, yeah. Where do we want to start with all this as, as we're trying to, as I, so yeah. Yeah, I, man, this has been one of the most confusing sports stories, I think, to me, of the last, the last year. I mean, everything's been confusing the last year, but if things were normal, this would be one of the most confusing. Because when it comes to Kyrie, you know, I've been worried that this is like a real mental health situation. Mm-hmm. I've been, my, my biggest fear is saying something about what Kyrie's doing and then having it come out. Like, I, I can't stop thinking about how when Tuka Rask this, uh, this summer or winter or whenever they played the NHL season, uh, when they were in the bubble, he said um, he didn't want to be there and he wasn't enjoying being there. And then two days later, before the playoffs or in the middle of the playoffs, he left. Mm-hmm. And my initial reaction was very uncharitable towards him. You know, I'm a Bruins fan, and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, we have the best chance that we're going to have to win the Cup in a while, and you're you're just taken off? And um, and then there were, I, you know, I read online people being like, we have no idea what's going on. Like, how can you, how can people be saying this? I, I didn't say that publicly, but... Then I was sort of like, yeah, I know, but also, like, don't say you don't want to be there if you're then just going to leave. And then it came out that his daughter had gone to the hospital in an ambulance that night. Mm -hmm. And so I think the the problem with the Kyrie story to me is that I have such little information about what's actually going on. If it is that he just, quote, needed a break, then, I mean, yeah, same. But, like, I can't just not show – I mean – If I could afford to lose $800,000 that I'm not making right now, you know, great. But so there's a part of me that's like, what is even what is even happening with that? And then there's another part of me that's like, I I hope there isn't something much more serious going on that's going to come out later. And I'd feel like an asshole for saying that. Right. Um, I I'm with you. The, the, the problem with Kyrie is the problem with uh, that, that I have with the player empowerment era. Uh, so that we're calling this era of the NBA in general, which is that, each of these individual things in a vacuum are defensible. Like if Kyrie Irving had to step away from Brooklyn for however long it ended up being 15 days or whatever, two weeks, um, because he had stuff going on in his personal life. And I know he was caught quote unquote, you know, maybe not doing He was at a birthday party. Yeah, he was at a birthday party. He, yeah, he wasn't he, his sister's birthday. He so wasn't, it wasn't like Yeah, he wasn't holed up in his house, like it kind of I don't I don't know. But uh the, the problem is that in a vacuum, these sorts of things, each individual thing makes sense and is defensible. And, and if Kyrie Irving had to step away for mental health reasons or because uh, life is a lot right now, um, all of us want to. All of us want to. And I, I get right. like, I, there's nothing I hate more than, than sports fans that do the like, now, if I tried to do this at my job, and it's like, well, guess what? You're not valuable. Nobody cares. Like, <laughs> like that's. <laughs> 
Do I Guess need to explain what? how the Martin world works? Accounting? Yeah, like Nobody you're not cares. like I'm sorry, but that's the way I I and I don't say that I'm not valuable either. If I called Fox and I was like, hey, I want to take two weeks off, they'd be like, all right, you're fired, and that would be like that's not how the real world works. So I hate when people do that. Like Kyrie Irving is enough. He's one of the few people that's in a position that he can afford to do this. Um, right. And in a sense of like he knows that he'll always have a job, whatever. So in a vacuum, it is defensible, as you said. Like maybe something comes out. And, and you're like, oh, well, in that case, Kyrie, maybe take more time off, whatever. But the, the issue with Kyrie is that this isn't in a vacuum. This is a long line of like just weird, bizarre things from him that are that are off the beaten path. And I think uh, he would argue and, and people that like Kyrie would argue that he is painted with too broad of a brush or like people are misunderstand him. Uh, the, the flat earth thing has become like you know, it has become kind of like the, the lead criticism of him. Like if you're writing an obituary about Kyrie's NBA career oh God, or whatever, yeah. that's going to be like the number one bullet point is like, he was a flat earther, um, which granted is stupid. And he's a moron for believing that if he truly believes it. But uh, you also have to like talk about like all the stuff he's done for his community, which is very real. Like I think the guy's heart is genuinely in like bettering the world around him. He, mm -hmm. he's, he just bought... Yeah, he bought George F yes. Floyd's family a house? He, he, the, the HBCU scholarships he was was, yeah. was helping with. He, he gave a bunch of money to WNBA players when, when they lost salary during the pandemic. Uh, so he, he is putting his money, his, his actions where his mouth is in, in those regards. But... Charlotte, the the bizarre okay. like I don't think it's fair to just say you're misunderstood and and you're doing all these other good things when ultimately like there is a long line of of him like not fully understanding his responsibilities as an NBA player because it, it, he he feels like he wants his cake and eat it too like so I sympathize and I empathize with his desire to say because uh, he, he was one of the guys that talked about the bubble like should we be doing should we be playing a bubble there's a pandemic there's there's uh, a, a, a civil rights situation going on a, a yeah. police yeah. protest Black Lives Matter stuff going on like is this the right time to be bringing the NBA back and that made a lot of sense and it was a, it was a very valid point of view um, but you can't the problem is that you cannot use your power and your influence as an NBA player. And uh, that's ultimately the reason people turn to Kyrie Irving when he speaks. And the reason he gets a camera put in his face when he speaks is because of his basketball ability. And that mm -hmm. might, and, and I think Kyrie hates that. Uh, it, it feels like Kyrie's like, I'm more than a basketball player and you are Kyrie. And no one is, no one is saying that you are worthless outside of the context of basketball. But the reality is the only reason any of us are paying attention to what you're saying is because you're so good at basketball. And if you take that away, you are taking your platform away. And he, it, it's like he exists in this world where he wants both. And I understand it. It makes complete sense how you arrive there. But at some point, like reality has to set in and you have to say, I still have to show up for my job. And even, even if it is a situation where it's like, I, I am the only reason I'm showing up for this job. Like if he comes out, he's like, to be perfectly clear, I don't love basketball, but uh, I want, I love what basketball affords me. And I can now, yep take this platform and go do good in my community. Um, yeah. If you said that, I would respect him. I'd be like, cool, man, but you still have to like show up for the basketball. And I think that is, that is ultimately the issue that I have with it, which is not, I don't think Kyrie Irving's a bad guy. I don't think he's a malcontent. Um, I think he has a distorted view of reality, a slightly distorted view of like how these things work. And in order for you to make effective change, which is the argument, I think a lot of guys that ultimately stayed in the bubble and the reason the bubble played out, because it's not like the guys who played that, that said we should continue playing in the bubble were like, yeah, we don't care about Black Lives Matter. We don't, like, obviously, they cared a lot about it, but they were mm -hmm. saying the, the best way to enact change is to use the platform. And if we take the platform away from ourselves, then we can't do anything. And uh, anyway, that's that was very long. No, I think it, that yeah. that I think that makes a lot of sense. I also think 
you know, to give yourself some credit, I don't think that was curmudgeonly at all. I think that was a really good read on the situation. And I feel like I would, I would feel more comfortable. I think you, you, put it great for how it is for how much we know right now mm -hmm. like we it, it the fact of the matter is that i think there's probably something that we don't know and that could either be that there is nothing we don't know that could be that this is the full story he just needed some time yeah or it could be that there's something coming out and if it is that he just needed to take a second i also do intensely get that because like like today is one of those days mark where i'm like i am going through it you know like th this yeah. pandemic this yeah. pandemic is really hard and doing your job well through it can some days feel mm -hmm. like oh my god how are we like what, uh, how are we and why are we and right what and are we whole, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and but at the end of the day it's like okay but you know i'm very lucky to have a job and i'm mm -hmm. not saying that this is how Kyrie should think of things um um, because it's much more complicated, especially with the social justice stuff he's doing, which I'm not doing. And so I, I just think that it, uh, my biggest question here is I would love to know what his teammates really think or mm -hmm. what, how, how, uh, how I would love to know what other players in the league, um, how they feel about it and what they would say if they were being honest, because I also highly doubt that they would want to say exactly what mm -hmm. they think, but I would really like to know because I feel like that to me is how I would base any sort of like, what do I really think about this <laughs> is is how do the other guys who who are showing up and still trying to make a difference and do all of this without the same sort of, um, I guess, uh, distractions in some way yeah I don't, does well, that make sense yeah it know. does make sense and also i think it should be noted that that uh it seems like Kyrie left the team out to dry and again we don't know what actually happened or whatever but it's, it's my understanding that the nets didn't really know what was going on either and they were like we don't yeah. really know where he is or what he's up to and again like you can take your break but like maybe just tell your team like hey uh shit's gotten pretty real for me so i'm right. gonna step away for a little <laughs> while um and, right, like I'm cool taking yeah, the pay cut, but I need yeah, a but just kind yeah. of the it's it's so but but that's the that 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 is ultimately my point about just like in a vacuum, some of it is like it's okay in my mind. Like I'm not, mm -hmm. I wouldn't um say this is bad that you're doing this. It's just that like kind of the whole as you look at the whole arc of Kyrie Irving, especially like basically the moment he got in the nba i mean i was gonna say like from from his departure from cleveland on it's been like just kind of just a lot of bizarre things and and bizarre in the sense like not that he i don't mean to say bizarre is like he's wrong but bizarre in the sense of like that's not what we're used to seeing out of nba player like nba players kind of always yeah or it's always felt like there's some information we don't have yeah there's always that's how i feel about Kyrie Irving. i always feel with any story yes. about him i'm like is this am i nuts to think that this isn't the full story just or wait is this till the, the real story? story comes out is what it feels like Kyrie Irving is always telling us and we're like okay like even is it with coming the flat out? Earth thing, <laughs> yeah even with the flat earth thing i remember thinking it was kind of funny i was like i mean if i were an athlete i might troll people too but then you then you start thinking about kids who like actually believe him and teachers being like this was a nightmare yeah, for me because yeah. kids started and it's like okay that's not yeah. Great, you know, so and that's why I think that that and then Kyrie's is like, that I'm always... just asking questions. I never said I believed it, and you're like, I th right. didn't you literally say you believed it, or like, did? I, and it's then he was very... like, I went to Duke. I don't actually believe uh -huh. this, and I was like, You went to Duke for six what? months. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you're there for six months. I was months, like, Kyrie. I think I know a lot of people who went to Duke yeah. and think the Earth is flat. So let's relax. <laughs>
But yeah, um, no, I mean, I, I would love to, I would love I, an autobiography, like a real true story of what's been going on with Kyrie. Yeah. And I hope that mentally he's doing all right. Is you I know, just, Not to say he's crazy. I just hope that he's, uh, that he's, he's taking care of himself. I mean, I, I applaud again, I applaud his efforts and, uh, to, to enact change and to, to put his money where his mouth is and to, uh, you know, I, I think he's genuine in that regard. I don't think Kyrie Irving, um, as, as some would say other NBA stars, we're not pointing mm. fingers, but, uh, mm. maybe there are some other NBA stars that their charity, their whatever is a little self-serving. I don't get mm. that feeling with Kyrie Irving. I get the feeling <laughs> that he was ge very genuine when he, when he speaks about issues, he believes in those issues and he wants to enact change. Um, yeah. the problem is that he's trying to kind of live in both worlds. And I guess the, 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 the example you could point to as a way of, of really like, like choosing, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm, uh, I, I, I'm trying to choose my words, but, but the example that I would point to is Maya Moore of, of mm -hmm. uh, a woman who is obviously a great basketball player who's playing at a very high level and said, this, this cause means a lot to me. I'm going to step away from the game and, uh, help Jonathan Irons out of prison. Who should, are they married now? Are they? I are think they they're either married or engaged. Or engaged? Yeah, yeah. I, I know they're getting married. Uh, I don't know if they are married, but uh, yeah, they, they are married now. Um, I think, yeah, yeah. So that that to me is an example of, of like Kyrie. It, again, I'm, I maybe I'm going too far and like putting words in his mouth and all that, but it feels like he looks at something like that and is like, I should use my platform to do that. But he's missing the key part where Maya Moore is like, if I'm going to do this, I have to step away from my job and yeah. go all in on this and then maybe i can return to the job so i don't know uh i, I know like stephen a smith was like Kyrie, retire now and yeah. yeah you know like and which i which was it, i saw that mark and at first i was like oh come on stephen a like relax and then i watched the video and i was like okay that wasn't quite as bad it's as not I as bad because it it's not you know but still, but still just, i i it felt i feel like um you know it's something i was thinking about something that um that you know, our our good pal Chris Long <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, said to me when I first, when I was actually reporting on him, when I was writing about him, and he was giving his game checks away to charity, um, and he said, I sort of asked him why he was doing it, or and he said, I know that the minute I stop playing football, I have much less of a platform and mm -hmm. an impact. Mm -hmm. And who's to say if that's the same across sports? Who's to say if that's the same for you know? a, a very an american all-american white boy as it is for um a person of color so i don't know that that is, that you can even make that comparison but i do think that there is this balance that must get hard for athletes where you mm -hmm. have to decide okay how much of my visibility and how much of people paying attention to me is because of my sport and how can I use that to make the world a better place or to have people see me as more than just the sport while mm -hmm. still needing the sport. Like I think it, you see the, the extremes and um, you know, Maya Moore is an example of someone who is like, uh, yeah, I'm all in on this thing. That mm -hmm. is clearly the important mm -hmm. thing. I mean, a great, sure, you're talking about uh, losing a platform or whatever. A great example is even like My Michael Jordan. I mean, that, that's the standard. Michael Jordan, who uh, has more influence, I would say, now than he's ever had in his life. He's a, literally a billionaire. He's got the, the a fashion brand that is iconic. Um, but is his, his quote-unquote platform as big as it was in 1998? I would say no. I would say it's yeah. not. Like, And if that guy... If that guy's platform diminishes the moment he stops playing basketball, like just a, like what hope is there for any other athlete? So, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's tough. It's 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 brutal, but it's the reality. And I guess I don't know. At a certain point, 
I hope Kyrie figures it out. Can we talk about the more fun part of the Brooklyn Nets, which is James Harden yeah. demanding a trade? Um, okay, so here's a, here's a situation where I really don't feel that bad making fun okay, of someone. Okay, yeah, that's what I mean. I it's Harden, more fun to talk about this. I mean, I do think it's. I think it, it's definitely more fun to be able to sort of razz someone. But I think it's. I do appreciate when we can stop for a second and be like, okay, here, like here's a complete picture because so often um, these these arguments become you know it's the way you get clicks it's the way you get hot mm-hmm. takes it's mm-hmm. like oh well Kyrie Irving should retire and everyone clicks it being like what <laughs> you know, so so I'm sorry that you know we're not as successful as Stephen A but um I do think with Harden I could not believe that he gave a press conference basically saying everyone here is a loser and yeah. I want out yeah. that was that was a few weeks ago Mark and I was just like what mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like did you i mean and, and john walls like uh i actually like playing here or like you know what they were the other players on the rockets were very very good about how they responded to it but harden's like i'm gonna burn it all down and then i'm gonna go to new york from texas like so many before me <laughs> it is uh you're absolutely right there there is no defense for james harden right <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like, like what I did there. Um, there, uh, th- there really isn't. It, it's, it's. I, I. Th- this, this is where I feel like I am ten thousand years old watching Sorry, this play no, out. No defense. No, you just now, yeah. You like that? I, I wasn't. I didn't even write that down. I yeah. promise. I, I didn't. James Harden doesn't share his thoughts very well. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. James anyway, Harden's really problem. dribbling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, uh, where were we? James Harden. Um, yeah, th- this is where I feel like I'm a millionaire's old because I, I see stuff like this in the NBA and I lose my mind and I, I, I stare in the mirror and I see the gray hair and my beard staring back at me and I'm like, am I dying? Is this it? Is it? <laughs> because I, I, I don't understand. I, 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 again, in a vacuum, like I understand the idea of an NBA superstar looking around and saying, this is insane that I'm throwing my career away and that I'll never win a title because of the the bumps around me. All that, like, I I, I get it. This is this is this is not yeah. a new phenomenon. I should point out. Wilt Chamberlain in nine, in the '60s did this when he was at, at Philadelphia and he was like, I want to go play for the Lakers, and they sent him to L.A. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did it too. He's like, I want out of Milwaukee. Send me to L.A. And they're like, All right, I guess yep. I guess we're gonna do it. So this has been happening forever. John Elway did it when he was drafted. Did not want to play for the Colts. Eli Manning uh, famously did it. Talking about Philip Rivers, that's how he ended up in. Uh, playing for the Chargers in the first place. Um, so this sort of thing is not new, but but I, I, I do think it's ridiculous in this case because from my perspective, the Houston Rockets did everything James Harden wanted them to do. Like yeah. like that franchise bent over backwards to appease James Harden at every turn. They 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 put shooters around him. They uh they they go small ball for for stretches. They they bring in Chris Paul. Then he's like, Chris Paul doesn't work. All right, let's try Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook yeah. doesn't work. Let's do John Wall, Demarcus Cousins. He's like, that doesn't work. Uh, the Rockets were right there. They th- this is not a situation where the Rockets were missing the playoffs over and over and over. The Rockets took the, yeah. the Warriors. With Kevin Durant, Warriors like the 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 super death Death Star lineup Warriors to the brink, Charlotte. They they had mm-hmm. them on the ropes. Chris Paul pulls his hamstring, and the Rockets miss twenty seven straight threes. And if one of those two things doesn't happen, <laughs> they beat the Warriors, and they probably win Sorry, an NBA championship. I just forgot yeah. about how that all went down. It's like oh, God. it was in Game Seven at home in Houston. They were winning yeah. the game. Um, they were right there. And I guess like this is the problem with rings culture, I suppose, is that. 
if you don't want to ring, you're a failure. And to that, I I have always defended uh, James Harden, uh, uh, the basketball player, the way he plays basketball, because there is a huge contingent of NBA people that say you cannot win games that way. The, the Houston Rockets, as they were, or you can't win championships. I mean, as they were constructed, they could never, they were never going to win a championship. I don't think that's true. I think they just didn't win a championship. I think they very easily could have. Um, yeah. but they were not a failure that, that the James Harden era was not a failure on the court. Um, and if it was, then like, like you wouldn't say the, the 1990s jazz were a failure. They just happened to be, right. they happened to exist at the same time as a, another dynasty that was be- like, like Barkley's sons weren't he that wasn't yeah Barkley wasn't a failure. Yeah. They, that was, they, they, they just happened to be playing. And then, and then the same right. way, the, the biggest mistake that the Rockets made was trying during a time when the Warriors and LeBron James owned the league. And uh, that, I mean, like, is that, I, yeah. I, so that makes it frustrating to me because uh, from my perspective, I felt like the Rockets did everything they, they needed to do to appease James Harden. James Harden just finally decided enough's enough. I just like, and, and, and th- that is fresh. Cause I, I don't know what hope if it, what, what, again, this yeah. is going to turn into a bigger, bigger conversation because I don't know what hope, uh, markets and houston's not a small market certainly but my mind immediately goes to like my hometown of indianapolis Uh, i lived in ohio Mm -hmm. for a long time the cleveland cavaliers like what hope do these franchises have if players are just like i want to live in new york and la and everything else be damned i'm going to do whatever i can to get there um because the rockets did they offered the guy 50 million dollars a year you know, $50 I know. Million dollars and the, a year. And he's like, no, you guys didn't do enough for me. This is unfixable. It's like $50 million. It's unfixable. Right. Like, what did they? Not only what? $50 million, but as you, as you said, all the personnel changes and all the guys that they sort of tried out or, or and, and if you like, Harden played some defense in the bubble. Like, there, yeah. what, like, he, he, he showed that he could. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's also depressing about this is that he, he, when he was trying, he really, He's a great player. Did you, you see know? how he like, started this season? How bad? Have you seen like how little he was trying to start? It, it, that that pissed me off too. Oh I my haven't. god! It is like was it pretty obvious? It, I mean, I saw, it, his, saw, I saw he how he reported. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the like if he would have taken the ball and drop kicked it into the stands on a few possessions, I, I don't think it would have really stood out based on what else he was doing while he wow. was out there. Like it was it, it is see, it was such a slap in the face of like I am not I I it, it just it, I don't know. I wonder if there's also a part of the story we don't know there, and I'm not saying that that would change um, how his actions have, you know, how he's, what I think about his actions, because to me, to me, I have issue when it starts affecting other players, or when it starts really, you know, if it's fans, okay, whatever, we can get over it, we're not on the court, we have our own lives. If you're a player, on, if you're John Wall leaving D.C. where you were beloved, Mm -hmm. like you were it... And you go to Houston and it's like, okay, well, now maybe there is a chance. And then this guy just could not be less gracious. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what are you doing? But I, I do wonder if there's a side of this story about Harden that, you know, with management or something. That That's it's like, you, uh, <laughs> we, we, I wanted, are we going to do this with every story, Charlotte? Every time a guy does no, something really, bad. No, really, these bo- two. Are you a got to hear both sides person? <laughs> yeah, there, there are fine people. No, um, I, I really do wonder though because yeah. like maybe he's just being that much of a dick or maybe there's something that happened that like completely 
sent him over the edge. Again, which, in a vacuum, like I would get that. But the problem. Oh, for I'm not me, saying that would no, justify no, it. I no, just, no. I just do want to know if there was a turning yeah. point that someone that there was like a fight or something. You know. Yeah, I, I agree with there you. There are definitely better ways that he would have, even if that had happened, that he should have dealt with it. If but you I wonder, if you listen to just James Harden and you don't watch any of the games, you have no idea how how good the Rockets are or aren't. Um, and and you you solely just like pay attention to James Harden actions and words. You'd be led to believe that the Rockets have averaged like 20 wins a season the entire time he's been there. Like that, that I know. it's it's staggering, and they and they they've made no moves in the off season to to fix anything or whatever. And it's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. You I don't know understand. What's interesting it. though, you know what's interesting to me about about the Harden situation, and now he's playing well in Brooklyn. Yeah, because he like cares. He's like, again. yeah, yeah. He, he, I'm like, come on, man. That's so obvious. That's yeah, so obvious. And the thing that does. Uh, I, I feel for Houston fans because you have this situation where you have James Harden, who's being such a baby about it. And you're probably like, okay, fine, leave. Like we don't even, at mm-hmm. this point, we don't want, at this point we would rather lose and not make the playoffs and have to deal with you because you're clearly not going to have us get to the playoffs either. So leave. Great. But then you have Deshaun Watson, who is not, this is not his fault, who is, that fans were going to throw him a celebratory parade. Were they actually, had, or did he just yeah, tweet well, that? Because I, I love I mean, the idea I, of just tweeting. Like, like I, I thought about tweeting that too. Like, that a lot of people. I'm hearing a lot of rumors that people are uh, going to st- storm the Capitol in, in my name. I, I just want to say, do not do that, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. Maybe they weren't, but if that's true, because he he tweeted, hearing a lot of people are going to throw or having a parade for me in my name <laughs> yeah. while I'm honored. Please don't do that because of COVID. And it, a lot of people I would are almost respect th- it more. Th- hearing a lot of people, hearing a lot of rumors that people are going to throw a parade for Charlotte and I, because we were on FS1 <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Uh, please people, I, I beg of you. We do not need that. That is, that is too much. Uh, please be safe. Please be we safe all, out there. Safety first. Wear a mask. No, but what I, what my point, my point, it, there is one, believe it or not, is that Houston now has a situation where a player is really taking it upon himself to make sure an organization is worse, and then an organization really taking it upon themselves to screw over the best thing uh-huh. that happened to them in Deshaun. Um, and it's like you can't it's both sides of the same terrible coin that ends up your sports teams. Well, at least, bad. at least I got the Astros to, uh, <laughs> bastion of good things. Hey, I mean, awesome. I bet there's some Houston fans listening who are like, yeah, but they won, but they won. Who cares? Um, and then Manfred's like, no one cares about a trophy. Can, just a can we metal. quickly, and then we're going to, uh, move on and do our, our rankings and, and get the hell out of here. But, uh, can, can you quickly <laughs> defend, uh, you are in sports media, uh, and because of that, you get the daily briefings from Adam Silver that say, do not criticize our league and tell, and make sure that you, uh, just say I'm the best commissioner at all times because yeah. that's, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I must not be on that email list, but I, I imagine the rest of sports. Oh, media I can are, forward them to yeah. you. They come in every day at like 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, so can you please defend, uh, the, the NBA, as I said, the, the player empowerment era, it feels like it's recent. It feels, you know, the, the way the, the historians will tell it is that it started when LeBron went to Miami. But as I said, like this has been going on in the NBA forever. So I don't mean to pretend like this is new. What does feel new to me, Charlotte, is that, mm-hmm. um, again, whether this is real or not, this is perception to me. And, uh, you know, we live in a time where I can just say my perception is reality and, and reality be damned. Um, apparently that's true. Yeah. It feels like, at, at 
to, to me, I, I, I would bet this, actually, that the percentage of NBA players today, if you polled them and asked them genuinely, you put true serum in them and, and said, do you love the sport of basketball? Do you love playing basketball? Um, if, if you got paid $40,000 a year, would you continue to play basketball? Uh, that percentage of players is lower than it's ever been in the league's history. I, I, really? I believe right that now? players do not love basketball. They love the life that basketball affords them. There are, there are, uh, I, why do you think that? Don't get me wrong. I think there are a ton of guys that love basketball. I think there are stars. Durant, uh, is a guy who for, for all the, you know, like he, he's definitely in the history books going to be mentioned in the player empowerment movement of going to the warriors. And like, I do think he's kind of a, uh, that was a soft move and I, I will never get over him <laughs> ruining the league by doing that, but I'll defend the guy in the sense that I genuinely think Kevin Durant would play basketball for free. If that's what it, if, if they're like, yes. listen, if the NBA was like, we have no money to give you, would be like, that's all right. I don't care. I just love playing the game. He genuinely loves the game. Damian Lillard's another one. Uh, Steph Curry's it. Like there, there are a ton of guys that do love the game. But I do feel like we've reached a point where it, 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 it that's what's frustrating for me as a guy that loves basketball myself and I love watching it. Like the NBA is is just so I just want to pull my hair out at like all the load man like Kawhi Leonard, unbelievable player. The guy is unbelievable. He's he's one of the greatest players I have ever seen. He forces his way out of San Antonio. He wins a championship with the Raptors. That's not good enough. He wants to go to L.A. Then he gets to L.A. Like he he, he Doc Rivers is the problem. We fired Doc Rivers. He's load management. He can't play more than. <laughs> Like, like, what the hell is going on? I don't understand I what's going on. Um, this is like a phenomenon across all of basketball. And and by by saying this out loud and, and into a microphone that is now going to be sent into the to the world, I am going to get ripped apart. I am going to get caught. Like, like, I, I and I, I don't understand why NBA media, the people that cover the NBA, I, I, I don't get it. I like like they they think it's awesome. They think it's great. It, it's it, it, the NBA and the culture around the NBA and hashtag NBA Twitter is the most confusing thing to me. I have ever seen in my life. I don't get it at all because I think the league, I genuinely believe this. I think the NBA is an absolute disaster of a league. I love professional, but <laughs> I, I genuinely believe this. I think it is an absolute disaster of a league, but I uh -huh. love professional basketball. I love watching the guys play. But like yeah. this idea that Adam Silver is the greatest commissioner in any sport ever. I'm like, are we watching the same thing? Because this is like, what? So anyway, that's my rant. Your turn. Go ahead. No, so I think what it comes down to is this hard correction against a time where, of uh, you know, there's player empowerment, but for a lot of time, it's been based on fan entitlement. Yeah. You know, where, where fans are like, I deserve this. I want, like, load management is garbage because if I buy tickets to see the Clippers play, I better see Kawhi out there. And right. I think that that's why, you know, to me, I I do tend to go on the side of like, all right, you know, these guys let them do what they want to do. Uh, on the other hand, at a certain point, it, it it does get to a point where you're like, okay, well, what are we, like, are there any sort of standard rules then? Or like, are there any protocols that all players can play by? Because sure, if you're a superstar, you can get away with these things. But if you're a guy who's like in danger of getting cut, you can't. So mm -hmm. it almost becomes like a thing. I wonder, that's why I would really love to hear what players honestly think, like yeah. the guys who are not the stars, because that to me is where I'd be like, I, I start thinking, are these guys cool with it? Like, is this, is this an equal, like if they are getting taken care, if the stars are getting taken care of, like, are the other guys also having a fair chance mm -hmm. here? So I don't know. It, it, I, I, it feels like we're going to look up and, and, 25 years and there are going to be seven nba teams in los angeles there are going to be nine in new york city um <laughs> i mean 
mean, There's you're not be, wrong. Like, like truly, it's the it's the Nets and then the Knicks, who are not anything, but you know, could maybe someday be something. And then there's the Clippers and the Lakers. And then I guess you have like shout I mean, out to Giannis. T- shout out to Giannis staying in Milwaukee. I I I, I should yeah. shout him out for for doing that um, because that that is massive for the I I don't know. I I, I have one correction to what, make. What? I want I need to correct you on something. There are going to be seven teams in LA. Seven teams in New York, fifteen in Vegas. Fifteen in Vegas, and yeah. then because yep. you know you saw the expansion stuff, right. it's like, oh, right. okay, you have to tell the Sonics that they're getting a team back. But the real reason you're doing this is so you can have a team yeah. in Vegas. Yeah, there's gonna be yeah five in the Bay Area. Uh, it just I don't know. It's 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 as Miami's a, gonna have fifteen. As a small market guy, I it the NBA is absolutely maddening. It's um. I, again, as I keep saying over and over, like in a vacuum, I get like each of these individual things, and I love the idea of player. It is cool in a vacuum of players having power because we're so used to, uh, you know, the the flip side would be like the NFL, where you, you know, like that's that's more of a yeah, they ruled with an iron fist. In terms yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. But you know, like so, I understand that. But I would say like the NFL is a very healthy league and, and Adam Silver, like the, the reason people love Adam Silver and think he's the greatest commissioner um, is because the players seem to love him so much. And, and that's not the reason why, but that coincides with it. Like the players love Adam Silver and respect him. And, and that certainly helped make the bubble a reality because they had like a good relationship to like kind of pivot in the middle of the season. And, all of these are good things, but at the same time, like, is that Adam Silver's role? Is he supposed to be the cool dad that gives his fifteen-year-old sons a case of beer? And is like, what do you think is wrong with it though? Like, what, like, when you say the league isn't healthy, like, what to you? I think is I generally small think, market stuff. Yeah, I generally the, think like Middle America has, uh, and I'm not saying this as a college, but like, I'll, I'll I'll get ripped for being a college basketball guy, and like, I'm I I love the NBA. I grew up on the NBA. I watched the NBA religiously. Um, I, I, I just love basketball and I've loved every level of basketball that I could watch my entire life. Uh, but you're, you're, you're losing like, like Pacers fans that God love them. They think some of them are delusional and think like the Pacers have a chance of winning a championship. Just all they need is just get that right piece and just get the, the Indiana Pacers are never going to win anything. They're never going to win anything. They got to the finals once and it was like, like the city lost their mind and, and Shaq and Kobe said, shut the hell up and sit down. Like the Pacers are never winning. That's never going to happen. The only yeah. way it could happen, like literally the only way is they, they uh, uh, a LeBron James type guy comes up. Like the, the Cavs won and, and people will point to the Cavs forever as like, th- that's, that's proof small markets still have a chance. The reason yeah. the Cavs won is because a kid grew up right down the street who happens to be the greatest player of all time who... Like what if if that's if that's the the, the path to small markets right. winning? Good luck, I guess. And, and the same thing, like the Spurs, they lucked their way into that. And even then, like the Spurs is a is a in Texas, and there's like there there are inherent reasons like and people. Texas would wanna, is huge, so even if it's a small market, it's huge. There, there are ways you could attract free agents to San Antonio still, and I I don't know. So I I guess my mind just goes to like if if each of these trends continue, if guys just. Uh, are in Oklahoma. If Paul George is in Oklahoma City, he's like, I want out of here. I want out of Indiana. I want out of yeah. Oklahoma City. Send me to LA. And this becomes the norm. Like, what chance do, do the Oklahoma City Thunder ever have? And they're, they're another no, franchise I, yeah. like the Pacers that they always they always put an earnest effort in. The Utah Jazz are another one. They're they're always very earnest with like, we're going for it. We're going to try to win. And it's mm-hmm. just like it's Lucy Even and Charlie Brown, and they pull the football and they're like, Gotcha, bitch. You're not in LA. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, I think that's true. And and so then it becomes a question of, well, if you don't put 
guardrails in place or rules in place for this not to happen, then it's just going to keep happening. And on the other hand, yeah, it it feels like a I. Why should I, I care? Know. Why why should why should a guy like that lives in 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 why should my father care about the Indiana Pacers? Why? Why why should yeah. he watch the NBA? My dad loves basketball. Make the pitch, Adam Silver. Tell my dad why he should care about the NBA. Like like what is it what's in it for him? And um I, I don't know. Almost, so, there would almost be something more um genuine about moving all the small teams. <clears throat> You know, like say here, Indiana Pacers, we're still we'll, we're still going to be your team, and we'll come play some games in your arena. But we are going to be based in Los based Angeles, in and then we're going to have a chance to play. Like maybe the real thing we'll is send it's money like back you, to you guys. Like we'll pump truly, money to the economy. Yeah, we'll but, like, like send stuff home. But we, if you want us um, to win, we're going to be in LA for a little bit, and yeah, then you have a chance. Not even <laughs> just the small market situation, but just the players moving around. Also, like I, I genuinely don't understand how play how how got how. I'm sorry, fans can be fans of teams in this area. Like that's got to be the most maddening thing. I don't think thing. they are. Yeah, like, I think they're fans of players. Is that is that healthy for the league? I don't think it is either. Like I don't think it's yeah. healthy to to for someone to say like like, like financially. Just in, in in the in terms of like the long-term future of a league that you're hinging yeah. your league to LeBron James and Steph Curry versus the brands of the the Cleveland Cavaliers when LeBron was there or the, or the Golden State yeah. Warriors like the Lakers are an exception. They are going to live on forever. Whoever plays for the Lakers, the Celtics will probably live on forever. Like, but I don't know that that just seems it, it, it it's, it's very, very weird that we live in a time where you can meet someone and they can say, I love basketball. And you're like, Oh, do you, do you watch the NBA? Oh, I love the NBA. And you're like, who's who, uh, what are you a fan of? Who are you a fan of? And you expect them to say, you know, the Toronto Raptors. And they're like, Oh, I, I love Kyle Lowry. Or, or not or you're like what but yeah but what team and you're right. like i don't really follow teams i just love kyle Lair. i loved him in Memphis. I, there are a lot to, of people i know who said that yeah that's how everyone says it that's like like yeah. it's very rare to meet someone that's like i'm a diehard like even because even lakers fans charlotte living in la like lebron winning the title obviously a ton of lakers fans are excited there's the kobe tie-in there's the, i i am by no means saying lakers fans were not happy that lebron won a title but there are Lakers fans that do not like LeBron James still, even though he won them a title, even though they won the title. They're like, I, I just don't like LeBron. Like Kobe, I'm a Kobe guy. Kobe and LeBron were rivals. I don't like LeBron. That's oh the way it is. Oh my God, that's wild. That's the way it is. And it's like, is that good for the league? There's no way that could be good for well, the league, can it? The only thing, the only, I, I feel like I'm going through that right now with the Pats because I was really, really mad at Tom Brady when he would win this season and then watching him win in the playoffs this weekend and being like, Oh my God, you are so stupid. Good. Still. Yeah. I started getting mad at the Pats and I was like, and I realized that the reason this has been causing me so much fan existential dread is because I don't know now if I was just a fan of Tom Brady and mm -hmm. the Patriots, or if I'm actually a Patriots fan and I'm worried that I'm not actually a Patriots fan. Yeah, but you, you will be a Patriots fan because what's going to happen is the, the just give it. You just gotta you, you gotta let it settle for a couple. I gotta of years. let it sit. I know, but it but, was that sort of that sort of horror of like, oh my god. But that is what about that? That is why I say the NFL is you know for all of the problems that the NFL has and people do not speak glowingly of Roger Goodell and uh, no, he certainly and has players his, and don't, players don't love it. Whatever. Ultimately, I mean, I mean, the NFL is, if we're being honest, like it helps that football is the biggest sport in the country. You know, like that certainly right. plays into it. But also, the NFL, I mean, the 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 structure of the league is such that the teams are more important. And I guess, like, 
it because like it becomes a bigger discussion about workers' rights and, and, and where right. the money. Like I don't I don't mean to have all that, but like I don't think these are coincidences. I don't think these are coincidences that you ask NFL people who do you like, and they're like, I like this team. This is my team. I I got a tattoo. I got a Steelers tattoo on my right calf because I my my dad was a Steelers fan. I'm a Steelers fan. Go Steelers. And the moment the guy, the moment Antonio Brown leaves the Steelers, he's dead to me. I mean, same with baseball even. You yeah, know, you're, yeah. You're, yeah. He's dead to me. No, Get I him know. out of I... here. And and there are people that are like, I like LeBron. And when he was on the Cavs, I love the Cavs. I love the Heat when he was on the Heat. Now I'm a Lakers guy. And when the, wherever LeBron goes, I'll go. And it's like, what? I know. I think weird... that the, I think that there has to, the bottom line is there has to be something that comes along that is, is. Yeah. Player empowerment needs to be the, um, sort of the standard, and then you have to figure out how to work within that to make sure that things don't just completely fall apart. Yeah, yeah. I and I, I don't. Quite, I hear you because I'm not a business school. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to make the point know. too that like I I understand that everything I just said makes it sound like I want the players to suffer and I want the players to you know like I don't. <laughs> no, like, you I don't. don't there, I, there should be a way to make it all like if you if going to Oklahoma City means that you'll win a championship, maybe guys would be like psyched to play there and like Giannis staying in Milwaukee is sort of like okay maybe that means that guys are going to be psyched to go to Milwaukee and then maybe it starts a trend of more people staying where they were shout out Damian Lillard who is going they're going to have to the National Guard's going to have to be sent to Portland to to get him out of there like he's he's, he'll never leave he never wants to leave Portland which is awesome he's going to have he's going to have the the you know the the Portland, uh, oh my God, I haven't, t- my brain is melting. The carpet and the Portland airport that everybody oh, takes yeah, pictures yeah, of and yeah. turns into socks. Yeah. Like that's what Dame has in his, in his living room. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't want the players to suffer. I, uh, this wasn't meant to be like, you know, like uh, the poor owners or the poor, <laughs> you know, like, like when the lockout happened right. a few years ago, it, man, it was more than a few years ago, but it feels like a few years ago. It was like about 10 yeah. years ago now. Um, Jesus. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm very pro players in those arguments because it's like we're, if money has to go somewhere, I get the players are making a million, sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars. But guess who's making more money than that? It's the, right. the owners are making billions. So uh, I, I would rather side with the players than the owners in those regards. But there has to be a balance at some point. You can't just be. Or maybe there's a way that you can use that money to get players to stay places. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think, uh, and, and, I don't know. and I guess like my frustration too is that uh, the NBA media just, no one wants to acknowledge that. And it's so weird. There's just like this whole culture of like, Adam Silver is the best. He's awesome. And I don't know, David Stern, I David Stern was more, I mean, for lack of a better word, Stern. He was more like, <laughs> He was more of a, right. like, I'm not your friend. I, like, Michael Jordan, you're my business associate. We're both going to get very rich off of this enterprise that we've created <laughs> together. But I'm not your friend. Like, we're not, yeah. you know, like, I will step on you if I can <laughs> gain an advantage. Yeah. And Adam Silver yeah. is the dad that comes over with the case of beer. And he's like, what's up, guys? We drinking tonight? And you're like, is that what you want out of a commissioner? I don't know. I guess people, the answer for hashtag NBA Twitter is yes. That's exactly what we want. But for middle I america mean, i say no <laughs> you could argue that right you could argue that if it's possible to sustain this in a in a good way then like sure but if it's all gonna fall apart the way you know harden just sort of kool-aid manned his way out of houston yeah. it's like well wait a second that doesn't feel fair to the other guys on his team either hey guys charlotte wilder here i want to tell you about our brand new fox sports app and website foxsports.com It's reimagined for the modern sports fan. So go ahead, download the new app now. You don't even have to pause this episode to do it. 
Every day on the app and website, you'll see the top stories in sports, plus a rich world of written content, videos, social media, and analytics to give you a 360-degree view of the most important sports stories of the day. Streaming live TV has also never been so easy or elegant. Every Fox Sports game, including all pregame and postgame shows, are just one click away. For the extra invested fans, we also go deep with real-time wagering lines, trending prop bets, win probability, and key player projections. So what are you waiting for? Download the new Fox Sports app or visit www.foxsports.com. All right, Charlotte, I could talk about this for forever because I, I have many times over. My dad calls me on the phone. We will uh, maybe one No, day. I think it's good. I like, you know, the rules of the show but, are that it's fun and funny, yeah. but I also think it's fun when you have to, you know, we have to actually use our brains for what we're talking about. So I personally I, enjoy that. Did I did I call the NBA a disaster of a league? Did I say that when I got fired up? Yeah. Should I walk that back? Fired up. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I, I meant, I don't I meant know. it I in the moment. Kinda... I meant it in the moment. I'm, I'm sticking by it. Um, I, yeah. Let's do this quickly before we get out of here. We had this idea uh, in, in in light of James Harden say, I want to play for the Brooklyn Nets. I want the hell out of Houston. We wanted to uh, power rank our franchises that we would demand a trade to. Um, the, yeah. Yes. In all of sports? And we're doing yeah. pro sports. Okay. We're doing, it's just pro sports because, um, you know, as Mark said, in a text message we had a chance to go to college and we chose well um i was making my list and uh because initially we thought like we could pick college or pro and then it just kind of i don't know that hit me of like when you're getting recruited you can't actually pick where you want to go um but my I list also wouldn't have gotten into any of the colleges oh. <laughs> that i want to play for so you know my number one by the way if we were including colleges was uh i wanted to play golf at the university of hawaii that was oh. my number one pick <laughs> God, that's so good. Mine would be, uh, I mean, UVA. Obviously, I'd get, yeah, I'd, I'd play for, t- I'd be the first woman to play on the for- men's <laughs> But no, so the I'm gonna do mine five okay. to one. Go ahead, counting down. Um, I would like to be the Chiefs' long snapper. Nice. I would play for the Chiefs. I would be the long snapper. I'm deathly afraid of getting hit, so I would want to avoid mm-hmm. that at all costs. I think Andy Reid's an amazing coach. Seems like a pretty good culture. Pat Mahomes is there, and I'd be joining the next dynasty, but I'd be joining it after one Super Bowl, so they'd proven the concept, mm, but then I mm-hmm. could be there for the next seven because I'm the long snapper, mm-hmm. and I would be the one that, like, at their seventh Super Bowl, they're interviewing people who've been there forever, and it's like, she's 45, but she's still snapping <laughs> for the, you know, like, that to me would be would be great, and I could get an endorsement deal off of that, even though I wouldn't be making as much as the other players. Aren't there rules that you can't hit the long snapper, or, like, the, yeah. the long snapper's protected? So yeah, you wouldn't be, you could just snap it and not have to worry about blah. Yeah. True story. Uh, in eighth grade, I was a long snapper on our football team. I was the quarterback. I was the punter. And then I was the long snapper because uh, we, when we we had a really good kicker, uh, shout out Seth Fair, who's a professional golfer now, actually. Um, he was an awesome kicker. He probably could have gone to How Division How did you grow up with every professional know, athlete in between ages of like 31 and 33 now? There's something in the water in Brownsburg, Indiana. Um <laughs> But uh, he, so so we were kicking field goals and extra points in eighth grade, which was kind of rare because like most eighth graders can't kick. But Seth was like an awesome kicker. But the problem was they didn't have anybody that could snap the ball back because our center couldn't do, couldn't like figure it out. And <laughs> they had me do it because basically long snapping, all you're doing is just throwing the ball between your legs. You know, you're using right. two hands and you just like throw it. So I would just like hold the ball like I was throwing a pass, and I just look between my legs and I'd see the guy and I'd just throw it back there. And, uh, and I, it would work. Yeah, and I was great at it. I, I had you know because I was a court, but. Uh, 
I wasn't great at the blocking part. Obviously. You could have been the long snapper at Ohio State. Too. Wouldn't that have been funny? Yeah, they just beefed me. Yeah, I was I was like a walk on basketball player slash long snapper. <laughs> anyway, that's a great pick. Long snapper is like a, a great. That's a great. That's the only sports specific. Uh, yeah. That's the only specific position here that it comes uh, with. But I would, yeah. I'll make no, my number five quick. Uh, I picked the Calgary Flames for it's. It's not. I don't have a great explanation other than um yeah really yeah, yeah. what is going on so i i wanted i wanted to pick a hockey thing i a hockey team a hockey franchise you, you know event, let, next week we'll do a hockey show i love hockey but i don't know anything about hockey so exactly so we'll we'll teach mark cocky or something there, because the season's back it's going to be good there were two bullet points one was the idea of playing for a canadian hockey franchise seems awesome like the <laughs> I, I i love the idea of being like a retired hockey guy i have great hair now so like i love the idea of being in my 40s Totally. And my hair is always wet and I'm on TV in a tie and I'm talking about, you know, <laughs> line shifts or whatever it is you talk about on, on TV. <gasps> and, talking, and I was a former. You're talking about that penalty. Yeah, the penalty kill. The 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 Canucks look great on the penalty kill tonight. Um, but <laughs> so the idea of being a former Canadian hockey player seems awesome. And I pick Calgary because it's my favorite city in Canada. So that's, a, that's really all it was. Well, you're a total weirdo. I don't. I know I nothing that. about the franchise. They might. Someone might write in and be like, "Yeah, our owner is a dipshit." I can't wait. I but can't wait to so, find out. What, I didn't mean. What, someone tell us what the deal is with the Calgary yeah, Flames. They're probably a disaster um, of a franchise, but whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so the fourth team, I would play for the New York Liberty. Mm. Um, the WNBA team there because I think it would be first of all Sabrina Ionescu is on there um, I've been a big fan talk about being a fan of individual players been a big fan of hers since she was at Oregon and mm -hmm. I just think it would be very cool to go there and then you know I could get all my buddies to come play and we'd create a super team like all the things mm -hmm. that Mark is just really <laughs> sad about in a New York sports team and we would be like oh and then we'd win championships and the Knicks would be like are you kidding me and it would just be like the most perfect way to be like, I bet, I bet my being on the New York Liberty and us being great would make the Knicks be the kick in the pants mm -hmm. they need to win a championship. Fast forward 15 years and I'm yelling the WNBA is a disaster of a league on a podcast. <laughs> Charlotte Wilder has killed the WNBA. <laughs> I also am really bad at basketball, so this would never happen, but it is a dream. You'd fit right in in New York then with, uh, with yeah, the Knicks and everything. Exactly. Um, yeah, shout yeah. out uh, Rebecca Lobo. New York Liberty yeah. legend. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Anyway. I was a big WNBA fan back in the day. I mean, you know. WNBA is really that I, cool. I don't hate the WNBA now. It's just like I'm not going to pretend like I watch it. It's not, but it's not like I'm anti-WNBA. It's just like I'm more. <laughs> that's good, Mark. I'm more pro. Well, that's that's how you know how the world works is that if you don't. I know. You say. Right. Yeah. If I said I didn't watch WNBA, people would be like, why are you a hate? I don't hate the I I used to follow it religiously actually back in the day, yeah. but then uh, I don't know getting it we'll move on uh <laughs> but now it's a disaster of a league it's player <laughs> no the WBA is awesome i i do uh i do like watching uh i, I am pro women's basketball shout out to my mom um all right S number four on my list seattle seahawks uh for this reason um the seattle seahawks to me see it feels like a small market of a, 
of a franchise and the way the fans treat that team you're you're a legend yeah. if you play for the seahawks they will you it feels like you can go anywhere and be treated like royalty uh they the the, the fans are absolutely nuts up there um and and the franchise you can win there so like that's awesome too uh but then yeah that's the split side is the, is it, it 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 feels like the small market with the fans and the and the intimacy of it all but it's a big market in the sense that seattle's an awesome city uh you have the resources to win championships um and even if you're winning a lot you're still There'll, there'll be a lot of people who disagree with this, but I don't feel like the Seahawks are hated that much in the NFL. Like you're not, you're, you're not part of an so. evil empire of winning. I think once the Pats beat them in that Super Bowl with the Malcolm Butler interceptions, yeah. the Seahawks were cemented as America's sweetheart, and I think it'll take at least twenty years for that to rub off. Yeah, so I, I, I think that you get the best of both worlds, where you can win a lot, but like people don't hate you for how much you're winning. And also, you're kind of out of the way. And if the Seahawks suck, like the, the great thing about the West Coast is you could suck and people don't really notice. It's not like, like if the Seahawks had a stinker of a year next year, I don't think that would be, that wouldn't be leading, you know, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be leading sports shows with like 20 minutes on like what's wrong in Seattle. That's true. Like you know the Chargers mean? will have come apart and no one's, everyone's like, oh, the Chargers, too mm, bad. But yeah. the Jets. Yeah. Let's go back to the, yeah, what's wrong in, in yeah. DC? How do we fix the football team? And you're like, <laughs> So I, that's why I would like playing for the Seahawks is that if you're good, you can be great. You can win Super Bowls. You can be a legend. If you're bad, you can kind of do it kind of in the shadows and no one. That's such a good really point. That's well, that's a really, that's sort of, I guess, uh, I was going to pick something like, you know, the, something like the Knicks or the, Mar uh, the Mariners or, you know, a team that had never won to be able to take them to glory. But I didn't, um, and instead I went with um, the Red Sox because they're the team I love mm -hmm. the most, and I think it would be so so cool to play at Fenway. Mm -hmm. I would, I would have, I would like start crying if I took the field at Fenway. Yeah, as a Red Sox player, and also because when I was in third grade, I told everybody in my class that I was going to be the first woman to play in mm. the in Major League Baseball, and that didn't work out. Do you think all your third grade classmates have a group text where they're just like, "Look at this dumb idiot, Charlotte Wilder." Yeah, Remember when she said they she like, was gonna? <laughs> they send each other back and forth the picture that I drew of me as a Red Sox player, yeah. and they're like, "Wow, she really whiffed." Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, so that's my what third a loser. I, I did not put the Cubs on my list um, because I, I I follow your line of thinking, but my what well, I had it on there initially and I took it off because I took the Cubs off because I realized if I play for the Cubs, that means I can't go to Wrigley Field and get drunk and watch the Cubs, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I enjoy doing in the summer. So that means my summers are kind of ruined. That's a really that good point. You know what I mean? Damn. Okay. All but right. But the well, flip side now is I'm rethinking one. you get to go to every Red Sox game if you're on the Red Sox. So, and if I'm a pitcher, yeah, I can drink when that's I'm not true. playing. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's and how that fried works. Chicken, well, right? if I'm and, on the Red Sox, I yeah, can't have can. beer and yeah. chicken wings. Chicken wings is what it was. Yeah, chicken wings. You could be a bullpen catcher or something. And I'm 2012, sure baby. You could, uh... All right, number three on my list. Uh, now we're starting to get into the these. My top three were the three that like I I wrote down immediately as like these are definitely picks for me. And Calgary and yes. Seattle were just kind of like trying to fill in the blanks. Uh, number three, the Dallas Mavericks. Um, a lot of things going on here. Uh, you have Dallas is a great city. I love Dallas. Like right now specifically. Probably right now specifically. I I like Dallas a lot. No state income tax. That's great. Um, great great barbecue. <laughs> How do you know that. That's Texas and Florida, though. That's uh, when you're making. Is that a famous thing? Is that something I'm supposed to know? Yeah, if you're making uh, millions and millions of dollars, you don't want to be, you know, 
you didn't make Everything a makes money. a lot more sense yeah. now. Uh, okay. So barbecue, love barbecue, love uh, love everything going on in Dallas. Also, uh, Rick Carlisle is an awesome coach. Luca would be yep. fun to play with. And Mark Cuban, yep. he's kind of a meme of an owner at this point. He's kind of like the Elon Musk of NBA owners where – you know, he's got like this cold of personality around him, but also he ha he's developed that for a reason. Cause I, I think he's genuinely cares a good guy and cares about his players. And like, he, he's the type of owner that would uh, go above and beyond. And, and in fact did that for like Dirk Nowitzki, you know, like gave him um, a bunch of money under the table to keep Dirk in Dallas. And all those all <laughs> Europeans there. Yeah. So uh, I'm picking the Dallas. The table, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know you... <laughs> well, Dirk, Dirk kept signing like all these uh, contracts at the end of his career for, Less money than he was worth to stay in Dallas, right. and I was like, "No, hang on a second. Is like, Mark Cuban was Mark Cuban a bag? Man? Yeah, is he, is he stuffing money <laughs> in McDonald's bags like Jeremy Pruitt? Um, <laughs> so yeah, Dallas Mavericks, my number three. So there you go. All right, um, number two for you. I respect that. Uh, Charlotte Hornets makes sense. All so that I could say Charlotte on the front and Wilder on the back. Uh. <laughs> I've always wanted that jersey, and I I don't feel like I can make that for myself. So someday, someday the dream will come true. But um, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's that's all there is to that one. That is what's amazing. your second one? That Mark? is absolutely hilarious. I'm gonna offer no commentary. I'm gonna let that breathe on its own. Um, Thank you. My number two, staying in Dallas or staying in Texas, staying in professional basketball, San Antonio Spurs. It is. Basically, all the things I said about Dallas, San Antonio, people would say, is not as awesome of a city as Dallas. I would agree, but the cost of living is much lower. Um, oh my God, you went full dad on these yeah, choices. Yeah, of course I did. Are you You're crazy? like, no state income tax, yeah. it's warm there. Oh my God. Low okay, cost of yeah. living, no state income tax. Greg Popovich is awesome. Um, you, If you play for the Spurs, Greg Pop, you don't have to be good at everything. You just have to be good at one thing, and Greg Popovich will figure out that one thing, and he'll put you in a position to be awesome at it. And I, I love, love that. I love that about him. Um, yeah, and you'll win a championship probably. I don't know. So <laughs> okay, Spurs are number two on my list for dad okay, for very right. dad reasons. But I hey, this I is the most dad list I've ever. And I've said it before. Neither of us have. Wait kids, till you see. We wait till you hear number dads. one. Wait till you hear number one. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Well, my number one is the U.S. Women's National Team because mm. I have never. There's never been a team of people that I think is as cool for as long. Like since 1999. You know, that's my favorite sports memory of that win. And since then, every team, I've just been like, oh, so they just find the coolest mm -hmm. women in America, and I want to be friends with all of them. And I always think, you know, like, I think we'd really get along. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm very delusional, and I actually played soccer more than any of the other sports I just talked about. So maybe I could be, like, the person who is on the practice squad who kicks, um, just hits, kicks passes to people when they're going into a drill, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's all I want. I could be like the fun one to have around. Um, I've thought this through. Also, then I feel like Brandy Chastain would have to acknowledge me um, <laughs> if I made the team, and that's something that would be great. So that's my that's my number one. Wouldn't that um, be horrible if you made the team and Brandy Chastain didn't acknowledge you, and you had like yeah. a, you oh. you you had an assist in the World Cup or something? And Brandy Chastain is like, <laughs> yeah. So we see here uh, this I, this girl, whoever she is, uh, kicks it over to Alex Morgan I for the goal. I take my shirt off. Yeah. Like I do a, a tribute to her and just a sports bra. And she's like, never seen that before. I don't know her name. I don't know who this is. <laughs> and never never heard of her. Isn't it interesting? I I just thought of this as you said, a women's national team that uh uh if if you were to to ask me the three brands and sports that represent the united states of america like the teams that mm -hmm. wear usa on their chest 
like what are the three biggest brands and maybe i'm just alone in this but i feel like it's the 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 men's basketball team the dream mm-hmm. team started that trend and they they mm-hmm. have now become semi-iconic every year when we go to the olympics uh the women's soccer team and mm-hmm. then the women's gymnastics team the two of the totally. three in my mind are the women's teams which yeah. which i find interesting because you know it's girl like, power mark yeah how about that? <laughs> no, I know. I mean, it's what it's a it's the best uh, rebuttal to any argument that you know, like women shouldn't be paid the same or their merch yeah. doesn't sell. It's like they ran out of women's national team I jerseys will, to I, sell to people. Yeah, I will literally watch every U.S. women's national team game if it's in the Olympics or the World Cup. I will watch every yeah. second of the gymnastics every Olympics, and I will totally. lose my mind at the yeah. The, if you've won a gold medal for USA in women's gymnastics, you are an absolute legend in my house. You're yes, a legend. 100% agree. Yeah. And I know and I like get excited if I see you make an appearance at, yeah. you know, once you've retired, but you pop up in an ad, I'll be like, "Oh." Yeah. Isn't that you know? isn't that yeah. interesting? I don't know. That's uh what 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 else would be on the list? I we're, we're 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 getting we're getting carried away. But is there yeah, is well, there is there we, another team like the the who gets shit? All right. Uh <laughs> We got to wrap mean, this maybe up. like the 1980s hockey team, Miracle the hockey, team. But that's yeah, but like that's yeah. not like an enduring the U.S. Nope, swimming, totally. maybe like his Phelps made it hot for a second, but are we still going to care about U.S. Yeah. swimming? Like the the relay team, the, maybe the four by one relay team and it's sprinting. Not really. Yeah, but I don't Not even really. know what. I don't that even know is who's on the teams. Say. Yeah, I don't even know who's on the. Yeah, you don't even know what. That I is. think it, I think that's it. I think it's women's national team, men's basketball, and women's gymnastics. Yeah, how about that? Uh, all right, number one, my ultimate dad answer uh, is is mm. a pick that my father would probably have a number one as well. It is the San Diego Padres. Um, for very obvious reasons, uh, you just live in San Diego every day you drive to the ballpark. Nobody, nobody cares at all how good you are. I know the Padres have a good team now. They're, they're turning the corner as a franchise. Nobody cares. They, they suck forever. Nobody cares. Tony Gwynn is the greatest hitter maybe who ever lived. Nobody cares. Uh, that's the career I want. I want to be Manny Machado. I want to sign for a, a trillion dollars and and just live out my days in San Diego. No one has any idea what I'm up to. Um, it, it's the perfect situation. San Diego is the city that people in the Midwest think LA is. When I was growing up, I had this idea of what LA was and like, yeah. oh, it's just probably this paradise by the beach and like everything's so cool and, and you're all this great food, whatever, whatever. I get out to LA and I was like, yikes uh but then i go down to san diego and i'm like this is it this is the answer so this is it this is paradise uh that's it that's there's no other i don't care like i don't care if we're gonna win a title not win a title i i I don't know like mike trout you're living the good life and you're it's literally the dads that's kind of what mike trout has going on in anaheim he's like halfway down to san diego like i think mike trout probably it wouldn't surprise if mike trout lived in san diego and just drove up to anaheim to play the game so um so yeah, that's it. I was just talking with someone about how cool San Diego is. This is the second San Diego is cool conversation I've had in a few days. Yeah, um, I gotta go someday. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty great. It's, it's like a great little spot. Uh, I love it. Anyway, that's my number one for for very dead. I I, I don't know. I'm into I, it. I've reached that point. I think in my these life are great lists. Yeah, these lists are just like are very much who we are, Mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very much. I, I want Charlotte Wilder on my jersey. <laughs> I mean, it's really, we are, we are oh, the worst. Um, I do want to shout out uh, one thing. There's this uh, Eli Manning commercial um, mm. that uh, is, has been being tweeted around. And I would like everybody to go look at that um, because it's very funny. And um, 
someone close to me made it and I think it needs to be played at every playoff game, but okay. it's not. And so just shout out to the Eli Manning Frank's Red Hot Hot Sauce commercial. It's pretty funny. Um are that's my shameless plug. All right, that works. You're allowed to do that. That's it. Um Thanks. Are there <laughs> any other shameless plugs? Are there are there any uh, uh no. Are there any franchises you would force a trade out of? Are there any that if yes. you look up and you're playing for the Houston Rockets and you're James Harden, you say, give me the hell out of here? What is your equivalent of that? Right now, like if someone told me that I had to go play for um, the Houston Texans as they are right mm-hmm. now, they have a like creepy, they have like a chaplain who's their current GM. I'd be like, I really don't. I don't want to do that. I would I would go I would so much rather play for a place that has never won a championship and that is struggling but everyone's really nice mm. than play for some place with a chance of success where everyone is just the worst, mm-hmm. honestly. I on, on my list it would be the basically the entire East Coast. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. You were gonna, I knew uh, you you know, you know how I feel about New York. The, the Knicks, the Jets, the Mets. What it, what really happened to you in Philly. New York? Did you get mugged or something? No, it's just uh we, we don't have enough time we'll save it for next show all right all right <laughs> uh, we'll do that next we'll talk about the houston New York astros also have to be on the list oh the yeah, dallas no. cowboys mm-hmm. probably i would be not happy either if i had to play for i'm trying to think of a place i really don't want to live but i'm not going to say that because i don't want to offend yeah, anyone who lives to... in those places I, uh, we need all our listeners i would put buffalo on my list not because i don't want to live there or whatever but because uh buffalo it would be awesome to play for the bills if I wasn't super soft, but I am like one of the softest guys on earth and the weather is too much for me. Like the bills, the bills would not want me as, as a quarterback. Cause I, I would be more of a pretty boy type. I would not be a rugged, like I want to jump through tables, you know, douse you'd myself in like, mustard. You'd be and like the Cliff Kingsbury of quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and out of respect to the culture they've built up there, I, it, it would not be a good fit if I was, if I was the face of the Buffalo franchise. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to go to San Diego and play left field for the Padres. That feels right. <laughs> that feels right. That feels right. That's more of my speed. Uh, all right. Is there anything else before we go, Charlotte? Uh, I already made my plug. Um, no, you know, I think just, uh, Keep on hanging on, everybody. I feel like it's it's like, oh my God, send us emails. Send like us we just emails. want to hear from you. We've gotten some emails recently, but not enough. So um please reach out and tell us if we're wrong about something or you could just tell us how much you like us. Send, that would be send really Charlotte nice. a bunch of you know what'd be a good bit is people just send you emails and when you don't respond, they just keep sending they send sixty two straight <laughs> emails. <laughs> well, I really some I kinda wanna go through and respond to all of them. Maybe I'll do that sometime when I have yeah. a lot of time. Just be like, Thanks. Thank um you. I want to shout out all the guys who use gas-powered leaf blowers and make and are the bane of my existence. I hate you all, and if you're listening, find a new line of work. So that's that's how I want to. You sound like show. my dad. I'm gonna wrap it up. Be this the, this is the oldest I've ever been on a show. Complaining about the NBA, talking about state income taxes, and I want to wrap it up by saying, if you use a gas-powered leaf blower, you deserve to be thrown in prison for the rest of your life. And I genuinely believe that. It- <laughs> This is the this is the clip. This is they, what we're gonna they put on the They pull the internet. thing, Charlie, and goes. Yeah, I hate it. That too. sound, and then they start blowing the stuff. And and if you think about what a blower is, it's saying there's a problem that exists right here. I'm gonna take that problem. I'm gonna blow it over to right here, and that's it. And then I'm gonna walk away and say I solved it. And you did nothing. You blew the problem from A to B, and then you walked away. And you made a ton of noise. You polluted the air. <laughs> You're the worst. I hate you all. 
My God. My God. Are you wearing Air Monarchs right now? <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to tie up my New Balances and go on a nice power walk through my neighborhood. Walk my dog. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys right, next guys. week. We'll see you next week. <laughs>